her son was at school, she was home cleaning the house and in his room cleaning up and putting things away. Um, and she thought her son's waterbed was leaking, so she went over to inspect it. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for stopping in again this week, and uh, hopefully everybody's having a good week so far. Um, how is the weather in Portland, Oregon? Um, hot. Very, very hot. We were at like 96. I think we're at 96 now, but for sure it was our hella top peak number today was 96. It's unbearable for me. Um, so I have spent all day in air conditioning, um, not dealing with it. It's, um, <laughs> it's in the 90s here too. Yeah, it's not fun for me. It was like 89, I think. No, it was in the 90s. Oh, was it? Yeah. When I asked Alexis, it said 89, and I went, <laughs> but it was pretty hot. I'm sure um, when we go to Texas in August, it won't. Yeah, be <laughs> but with that. <coughs> mm -hmm. How about you, Jess? Is it hot there? I, see um, you I have now, been. So be pretty cold. Yeah, I have been inside in air conditioning all day so i was <laughs> extremely busy at work so i didn't get outside for lunch or anything and um kept my car cool when i was driving home so there you go it was hot though muggy so good but when you're inside and you have air conditioning it's nice and it feels you good forget about it yeah mm -hmm. sometimes though some people have jobs where they have to go in and out in and out all day that makes it rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Jesse, why don't you get us started with some fun facts? We have some history unexplained mystery facts. Okay. Um, the first one is Stockholm's vampire murder. So on May 4th, 1932, Lily Lindstrom who had been working as a prostitute in Stockholm, Sweden, was found bludgeoned to death in her apartment in the Atlas neighborhood. Police found her two to three days after she had been murdered, naked and face down on her bed. Strangely, investigators discovered that um, discovered Lindstrom's body had been completely drained of her blood. And there was a, a gravy ladle close by with traces of her blood in it, or on it, rather, leading some to question whether her murderer consumed or collected her fluids and giving the unknown murderer the nickname, the Atlas Vampire. Considering that Lindstrom, um, her line of work, the police immediately questioned her known clients, but none of them turned over any substantial information or appeared to be a probable suspect. Despite plentiful DNA evidence at the scene, modern DNA testing was not possible at the time, and consequently, no suspects were ever identified, and there have been no convictions for the murder of Lily Lindstrom. Wow. Mm. Oh, and so. no other murders that like that. Again, 
I'm reading from a little piece of paper from a calendar. <laughs> Maybe. Doesn't provide any any further information. Maybe I need to start doing a little background a little deep bit dive little, on yeah. this. You know, so <laughs> um, I have another one. I just mm -hmm. saw it and I thought of what we talked about last week um, with Cassie's my twin doll, um, and I thought this one was funny. Um, so it's the village of the twins. Um, in it's in rural India. There's a town called Kodinhai. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but that is um, it's similar in most ways to any other village in the um, in its country, except for its um, other name, which is the village of the twins. Village of Twins. That name um, has been rightly earned due to the fact that the villages have the village has an astounding number of twins, and it has inspired geneticists and scientists from around the world to travel to the town to study its inhabitants. While in most of the world, three of every one hundred births result in twins, in this little town, it boasted at least fifteen pairs of twins per hundred births in 2008 alone and when they first drew international interest doctors there however um it, that was in 2008 when they first drew the international interest and doctors there however see that this is commonplace and the village has had more than 250 pairs of twins over the past few decades despite every um their relatively small population and more importantly, researchers note that the village doesn't ex exhibit a higher birth rate in general than any other comparable areas. Um, so they wonder if the DNA in the village uh, women, if it's in their DNA or perhaps something in the water and the environment that may be responsible for um, this anomaly. Um, without further research, however, the reason for this town's twinning has never been revealed. Okay, so. it's a small town. I so it, there's not a lot of people there. That's right. It's a rural, rural small town in India. I I don't know how to pronounce it, and I'm so, sure my American there probably accent is a lot is of not, um, you know they're close incestuous. That's kind of what I wonder if it's they're not so if it's in your genes. They're you all know. in the same. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking like maybe it's just like kind of like a rare form of like, yeah. you know, inbreeding. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Like anomalies, right. anomalies caused by you know inbreeding and incestuous relationships. Right. Right. Because like really, blue eyes is form of inbreeding. Yeah. Mom and dad. Yeah. It's a mutation. Oh. <laughs> you have three blue-eyed kids. What do you have to tell us? <laughs> Three blue-eyed kids. Wow. So yeah, there that you go. There, there's my history unexplained mystery facts. Maybe next time, the ones I find, I'll do a little bit more of a deep dive. So just maybe happen. read them before you pull them out. You know, <laughs> we've, we've been a little busy. Whatever works. We've been really busy. We're all having fun. So. Now, Cass, I bet you came up with this song before five minutes ago. Hey, hey, now, I have a calendar. <laughs> I didn't bring these up. I'm just pulling them off. Okay? It's a <laughs> that calendar. Help case. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Um, I did. I, I have a song. Uh, and I picked it probably like a couple hours ago. Um, <laughs> but it is probably one of the most recognizable intros, maybe. I don't know. Right. I think it's pretty recognizable. Um, but this week's song is Chop Suey by System of a Down. It's the song that starts, wake up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. I, I say, you'll know once I start there. I thought um, you were going to say that, um, the intro to Friends. No, that's no. I was thinking Black Parade. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> that's pretty recognizable. <laughs> but no, this one is Chop Suey by System of a Down. Um, and it's, you know, off the bat is pretty recognizable. It's recognizable from its lyrics, such as self-righteous suicide. Um, and the fact that the title in and of itself, Chop Suey, was supposed to be self-righteous suicide, but they thought the label wouldn't allow them to use that lyric as a song title. So chop, meaning chop in half, and suey sounds like suicide. Basically, that hmm. alludes to self-righteous suicide. Um, but this song was actually pulled from radio shortly after it was released due to a huge event that happened where the lyrics, self-righteous suicide, were considered very taboo at the time. Um, and that was, it was pulled from radio on September 12th, 2001. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Only, a month, only a month after its yeah. release. Yeah. yeah. So. I think I remember this, yeah. This is actually, so uh, the reason I did this one is because there's actually an entire list of songs, like I think a hundred and some odd songs that were pulled from radio, whether they were playing or older songs that got pulled on September 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. They kind of went through yeah. and pulled a bunch of songs. My favorite and movies, not, and movies not, too. I remember yeah, there was right. a lot of well, movies guess- they canceled. <laughs> One of my favorites well, even, that got pulled oh, is was Benny and the Jets was got pulled yeah, from yeah. radio. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, even this, Friends, the show, they pulled an episode. There's an unaired episode because it was about Chandler and Monica getting um pulled aside at an airport because he like said he was gonna bomb the plane as a joke or whatever. And <laughs> it was supposed to air like close around that time. I don't remember exact date and stuff. And so they pulled that episode and it was never aired. Wow. I'm sure it's on like the, you know, on the DVD box set or, you it, know, yeah. whatever. You probably can stream it now. Oh, you know what? I know Friends was on Netflix for a long time and I don't think it was even in the streaming on Netflix. But I think you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it because there's like a lot of shows where you can find like unaired pilots or like Mm-hmm. canceled shows basically that right. didn't go anywhere yeah. you can find their episodes but, yeah they got like detained i think it was like on their honeymoon or something like that they got detained and you know it was like a whole big comedy that was like the a yeah yeah oh sorry i thought my internet went out no. okay <laughs> that was like the whole it the a story line my screen yeah, yeah, just yeah. went all blank so i apologize oh, wow. <laughs> oh, i lost my internet so. Okay. Well, yeah, that's your song for the week. That's the song for I, the week. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah they did really a lot of that cancellation during yeah. that time. Like, yeah. A lot of movies I think didn't this come one, out. And... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I this one I just specifically because 
the other ones on the list, like the names clearly kind of state why it would get pulled, like Benny and the Jets. Um, but this one, I think a lot of people were like, why would you pull Chop Suey from the radio? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, before we get going, Jess, do you have anything you want to share with our people? Yes. Um, hit the like button. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel on the podcast platform that you listen to. Listen to us on any podcast platform. Listen to us in your car while you're cleaning your house. Maybe while you're taking a shower or going to the bathroom, you know, if you want to be weird about it. We're there for you. We want to be part of your family and we want you to be part of our family. And send us your thoughts. Send us your stories at thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com. Come play with us. Yeah, share with us. Um, We shared because we were at a couple bonfires over the weekend and we shared with some large groups of people of in fact, they played. Mm-hmm. They were playing one of our podcasts in the background. Oh, oh, that's it was that's exciting. Yes, yeah. it was. That's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be there when yeah. you're listening to it. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm getting people all the time saying, "Hey, you know what you should do?" <laughs> well, or they really like our topics. You know. Very good. Lots of times they want to we talk to me about that. it, but I forgot because it was, you know, it wasn't like yesterday we did it, you know, so I kind of forget mm-hmm. how the story went. But anyways, anyways, Jess, you all set for us this week? I am. I am. I have a story. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a trigger warning on this one. It is a murder of a young girl. And some of the information is kind of graphic. So just be prepared for that um but mom dad you guys may remember this i don't really remember it but it was in the 90s late 90s um and this is the murder of maddie clifton um she was born on june 17th 1990 in jacksonville jacksonville florida um and um she was raised right there um and that was during a time when things weren't so stressful um and she was told to go play outside she's eight years she was eight years old to go play outside on november 3rd 1998 um and that's what she did and um that day um eight-year-old maddie mysteriously vanished from her home uh, it was around five o'clock. Her mom, Sheila, reported to the uh, reported it to the police that she was missing. She had told her to go outside and play, and she hadn't come home, and she didn't know where she was. Um, and so a search um, was started, um, and they had like hundreds of volunteers that came out and joined in the search party trying to find her. Um, camera crews came, and it became like a big national story about um, this eight-year-old girl going missing and like vanishing basically out of her front yard um, kind of thing. Um, And so it was almost immediately, and I tried to find some more information on this, but I really couldn't. um, But it was almost immediately the police had a neighbor in mind as a suspect. um, And that neighbor, because that neighbor had been arrested and charged more than 15 years prior 
um, for two sexual battery cases. Um, but both of those, both times, those charges against him were dropped. Um, and I tried to find out more information on that and kind of what happened. But um, I think because this this case kind of went so quickly, um, that may have just been dropped and kind of forgotten at that time. Um, but that's all the information I really could find on that one. Um, but this the search for her went on for about a week. Um, and it came to the point where even the FBI became involved because the local police had not been able to find any kind of results. They couldn't find any clues. Um, and then there was a $100,000 reward offered for anybody that could lead to Maddie's safe return. Um, the volunteers searched the, um, the surrounding woods. They searched dumpster, dumpsters around the neighborhood. Um, and it would end within a week. Um, and she, after she was first um, disappeared and reported missing, and her body was found bludgeoned and stabbed to death, um, and she was found by another neighbor um, by the name of Melissa Phillips. And this is where it kind of gets a little bit gruesome. Um, her, Melissa Phillips, um, while her 14-year-old son, Joshua, was at school, she was at home. I'm assuming she was like a stay-at-home mom or work from home. But she was, uh, her son was at school. She was home cleaning the house and in his room, cleaning up and putting things away. Um, and she thought her son's waterbed was leaking. So she went over to inspect it um, and looked to be able to like fix it and get it from um, leaking anymore. And to her horror, she found Maddie's corpse hidden underneath the waterbed mattress. Uh, she immediately ran out of the house and called the police and um, let them know that she found Maddie. And um, uh, the police went to Josh's school and they arrested him that day. Um, it kind of shocked the entire community. Nobody would have believed it was Josh. Um, classmates and teachers, everybody said that he had like no violent history. He had no issues of, you know, um, disruptiveness in class or, you know, any issues with other students, you know, he kind of kept himself, but he was a good kid, you know, quote unquote. Um, and, uh, but it came out basically that he had murdered her and shoved her under his bed. And um, he was sleeping on that mattress for the whole week until her body was discovered. Oh. Um, so um, once he was arrested, uh, he, Josh confessed to the police that he had in fact murdered Maddie, but he had said that it was an accident and first explained that he had, um, that Maddie had came over. They were both outside. She had came over wanting to play with him and he was hesitant about it, but finally said, yeah. And so she came and played in the front yard at his house. Um, and they were just playing catch with a baseball. And he said that he struck her Maddie with, um, a baseball in the face and she had started crying. Um, and so then he claims that he accidentally killed her, you know, when he hit her with the baseball bat, but then he later said that she was crying so much that he carried her into the house and brought her up into his bedroom, put her on the floor where she was making more noises and crying. Um, and so he beat her with, um, with the baseball bat until she stopped crying and then once um, he did that, he put her under the waterbed 
before his parents would get home because he was scared about his parents finding her in the house and in his bedroom. Um, and then that night before nightfall and before his um, Maddie's mom had called the police reporting her missing, he had removed the mattress um, and he had slit her throat. And then um, oh. using this Leatherman multi-tool net knife, he continued on and stabbed Maddie in the chest seven times. Um, and then he put his uh, waterbed mattress back on the bed frame and kind of continued on. So not only did he murder her in, in like, I think the baseball hit, what you know, like he hit her with the baseball by accident, but then everything else hitting her with, you know, beating her with the baseball bat, then slitting her throat and then, you know, stabbing her multiple times. So not only did he do all of that, and then sleep on her on the mattress, which was on top of her for a week. He also, along with his parents, joined in on all the searches, trying to search for her and her safe return. So he kind of just went through his life like nothing happened and continued to go to school and be part of the search parties and spent hours searching for her. Um, and um when the police found out that she was under the mattress and they arrested him, they were pretty shocked because um, apparently they had searched um, the Phillips's home like three times. Um, and I couldn't find any more information on this on why they searched the home, but apparently there was some kind of a tip that, but they searched the, the home three times and had um, mistaken the stench of Maddie's body and like the rotting body and corpse for the smell of the several birds that the family kept as pets. So uh -huh. the police were there multiple times, but did not correctly identify it as a dead body in the house. Um, and his mother didn't, you know, know that might be why she was cleaning too, you know, cause that's something too, like it didn't really get into details on why she went into his room to clean, but that could be something where all well, smells coming here. He has a bowl of cereal in his, under his bed or, you know, well, it's a water bed, but bowl of cereal somewhere, you know, where she probably thought it was something innocent. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get down to the bottom it, of like, the smell. Yeah. 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 And then she, she found it. And, and then maybe too, she thought the bed was leaking. And so, oh, that's a, you know, moldy water, you know, whatever kind of smell. Yeah. Water, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and at the time, um, or, you know, Josh Phillips, the murderer, he was born March 17th, 1984. Um, he was born in Pennsylvania, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. But in the early nineties, he, his family moved across the street from the Cliftons to Florida. Um, his father, Steve Phillips, was a computer uh, specialist, and he was uh, supposedly incredibly strict and very violent to um, to Josh and to uh, the mom, Melissa. And so when Josh confessed to these murders, he said that he was very scared and very afraid of his father's reaction if he came home to find not only Maddie in the front yard, but Maddie in the house as well. And so um, he was worried that uh, when he threw the ball and hit her in the face, when she was crying, he was worried that his dad was going to come home, find her crying in the front front yard. And so that's when he hit her with the bat and then took her into the house. And then because she continued to cry, he continued to hit her with the bat until she stopped crying because he was worried that somebody was going to come home and find her in the house and crying and, you know, get um 
angry about it. Um, according well, did, to, he, did he yeah. sexually abuse her? So that's something too. Um, so I read somewhere, I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I did re read somewhere too that she was naked from the waist down when they found her in the bed. Um, he claims that he never sexually assaulted her. Um, and that her like pants and everything came off when he was around. Um, and there was no evidence that she was sexually assaulted. So I don't, there's, I don't know for sure on that, um, with that, uh, for that. So, but I remember this story. He was very good looking kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Looked yeah. A lot yeah. Younger How, than what he really How old was. was he? He was 14. And I remember he had like round wire rim glasses, a very yes. innocent. Yeah. He looked maybe 10, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was very yeah, and that's why, calm that's why people and very, were, you know, right. just kind of. Yeah. And yeah. that's why people were so shocked because they couldn't believe that this kid was able to do anything. Um, but according to some of the sources to his dad, Steve, was a drug addict and an alcoholic. And so when he was you know, like, he was strict about having children in the house, um, but he became very violent um, with them. And um, according to Melissa um, Phillips, he also disliked young girls, which is kind of weird. I wonder if that's something that um, kind of came about from that. But um, throughout the, like the original investigation of this and through the trial, um, and even this also went through an appeals process and everything. So throughout the entire thing, um, it really kind of indicated that the um, Josh, you know, his actions were because he was scared of his father and his father's reactions to it. Um, it, it was kind of ignored. That whole narrative was really ignored um, through that. But Josh's father, Stephen, was really... Um, he was under, um, understandably angry about what happened to his son um, being accused as a, a killer, a murderer and um, killing Maddie. But um, he was also, you know, horrified that his son did it, but he, his actions and like some of the comments he made throughout the entire like investigation really kind of showed who he was and kind of indicated that he may be, the abusive father that Josh was um, alleging him to be because in one interview in um, with CBS news in June, on June 12th of 2000, Steve Phillips um, placed the responsibility of Maddie's murder on her saying that if she hadn't have come over, then none of it would have happened. Um, basically, you know, like not holding his own son accountable for his actions that the girl should have just stayed in her own yard, basically. Um, instead of playing with a neighborhood kid um, with that. So um, um, because, the, and this was a small town, or this is a small town, but because so many people were involved with this um, and hundreds of people were volunteers that helped to search for her, um, once this kind of broke loose that it was a murder case and that um josh was going to be um tried at, for for murder because he was um charged with first degree murder and this when he was arrested um the 
judge that was in charge of it ordered that the trial would take place in a county halfway across the state so to hope to be able to get a jury that had an unbiased opinion on this because there's just too many people that were um, too close to the situation. And it was a big deal if they were going to charge him as an adult. Yes. And at the time they were able to charge him as an adult and which they did, they charged him as an adult. Um, And he was actually charged as an adult. um, And um, you kind of jumped me ahead. (laughs) He was charged as an adult and he, he's still serving a a lifetime in prison. Um, But at the time when he was charged, when the trial um, was going on in 1999, um, when he, was found guilty of the murder. They didn't have any laws in place for any um, minors who were charged as adults to not be, um, to not have a sentencing of lifetime in prison. So um, that was changed after this case happened. Um, So when he was tried, he was tried as an adult to serve um, life in prison. Um, So, um, uh, Phillips's attorney, even it was kind of a weird case too, because he didn't even pull a single witness on stand, and he was hoping to use his closing argument um, as the main portion of his defense, which was that um, Josh was scared of his dad. That was um, his whole defense was that Josh was scared of his father, and he was acting out in desperation to hide having a, 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 not only like a, a friend or like a childhood um, friend, neighborhood friend in the yard, in his house, but a, a young girl, an eight-year-old girl on top of that. So that was the whole defense that they put up um, for that. Um, and the, the which, trial, what? I was going to say, well, which like, if you had brought any kind of witnesses like maybe Josh's, you know, <laughs> schoolmates would have been a great yeah. witness testimony. Yeah. Like that, it either sh- it either shows that the lawyer was not the smartest, or that, biased. <laughs> well, or that this, like, or that this is a, like a story. Like if they couldn't find a, a single witness yeah. to well, corroborate yeah. this, most of the time when there is a parent that's like that, nobody suspects it. Right. Yeah, you know, but they're still the like, you're, like you know, it's the like young friends. Of the child usually have some kind of, but they don't usually you, you have. Know, maybe, but and then, no, and like, that's what, he was not allowed to have no. friends over. He was not right, allowed to have. Right. So nobody came over to the house. But um, Josh has um, half brothers, and um, I, I saw somewhere they were like half siblings, half brothers that also said that Steve was very verbally and physically abusive to Melissa and to Josh. So that's something too, like as a defense attorney, when you think to right. pull other family members in yeah. to, and even have Melissa take the stand, although right. she's, you know, like she's going to go against her husband, which yeah. could cause issues. But um, yeah, so I just found it kind of odd that the defense counsel just didn't, Right. That is very strange, especially in a case. To me, it kind of made me feel like it was probably somebody that was appointed by the court and he thought the kid was guilty. And you know what? Here you go. I'll do my best. 
but right. you know, I don't know. That's that's my. He, he didn't that. try to protect him like he should have, but no, I mean, lots right. of things. But yeah. he was guilty. I mean, to, well, yeah. I think at the time, yeah, and, I think at the he, time he, it probably was the attitude of the whole country. This was a big, right. big story. Yeah, this, Again, was this, was huge, this was a huge internet and everything. But, yeah, I mean, and he had already how innocent we were at the time. This was such a huge yeah. story. It's an average story yeah. today, but um, yeah. I think at the time, probably most people in the country kind of went, it doesn't matter if you're, it was such a heinous crime. Yeah. Like, who right. cares if your dad was right. strict? You know, that what you did was so right. outweighed that, you know? Exactly, uh, right. I mean, right. different if and you that's something killed her by accident and tried to hide her. Well, that's something, okay, you're trying to hide her, but for her, for him to like stab her and cut her throat mm -hmm. after she's already dead, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. And that's it. Yeah. It was like, obviously you thought about it, you know, kind of thing and did each thing in its own merit right. almost. Right. But yeah. The thing though, too, is even with the defense counsel, he already admitted to the police right off the bat that he committed the murder. You know, he just, his story was he was scared of his dad. That was kind of what right. he, he stuck right. by with that so i remember the story very well and it was he was 14 but he looked 10 it was like mm -hmm. it's yeah. unbelievable mm -hmm. this kid and this yeah i mean this, this wasn't and the he first acted very innocent you know right yeah right but this wasn't the first you know eight-year-old girl that got killed unfortunately but this you know like this was before columbine this was before all these mass shootings that we see right. daily right. now so this right. was before you know like when things were still somewhat innocent and you could tell your kid to go play outside and not have to worry right. about them. Right. I mean, the world bit, was shocked by it. They yeah. wouldn't be shocked at all today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, it was a highly publicized trial. Um, and it began in um, July 6th, 1999, but it only lasted two days. And the, um, I like what you were saying, dad, like, I think everybody kind of already had a biased opinion or maybe not biased of like, but, they are. They all went into it with this kid's guilty, um, but the the jurors for the trial deliberated for barely more than two hours, and they found him guilty of first degree murder, and he was sentenced on August twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine, to life in prison without any possible parole. Um, and like I said, at that time, um, it was. There was no laws against um, sentencing a minor to life in prison without parole. Um, but the Supreme Court found that a mandatory life sentence for juveniles was unconstitutional in 2012. So in 2012, um, Josh Phillips had somewhat of a hope that he may be able to um, get out of, uh, out of prison before right. he um, dies. Um, so he became eligible because of that um, Supreme Court ruling. He became eligible for resentencing hearing. Um, and at that time, many were worried that he was going to be able to go free, yeah. that he'd be released from prison and um, kind of be able to move on with his life. Um, he was resentenced in um, 2017, but the judge in that resentencing upheld the original sentence and um, they continued to, or they they upheld that original sentencing. So he is still in prison without parole. And so he is still serving life in prison right. um, to this day. So um, since this has happened, Maddie's parents both, they are not both, but Maddie's parents divorced. 
Um, Josh's father was killed in the car accident. Um, his mom has tried to appeal his case and his sentencing multiple times throughout the year. Um, and she is really holding on or kind of really sticking to, he was, his actions were because of his, um, he was scared of his father and how his father would react. Um, but I, you know, like, I think I get it as a mom, like you want to do what's best for your kid. But I also, she also did the right thing in the fact that she found the dead body and reported it to the police. Right. So, she didn't try right. to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that is the murder of Maddie Clifton. Yeah. I don't think there's like a good outcome for that. You know, no. like I, you know, even based off the gruesomeness of this crime, like he still was a kid. Like there's just kind of that, like, yeah. especially like even like with the, like, you know, after death, you know, assaults, like there's just kind of like this, like child mentality of like, well, what do I do now? Like, Oh, I guess I'll, I'll, stop. I guess I'll stab her. Like, I guess I'll put her right, on my right. water bed. Like, I guess right. I'll, uh, I don't know. Like, and it's like every day, been... like he's thinking about it and you can do this. Like, there's just, you know, it is gruesome and there's like a gruesomeness to it that like clearly I can see why he would get retried and sentenced the mm -hmm. same way. But yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was on 2020 or one of those shows at the time, you know, they were interviewing him Well, he was in prison at that point. But yeah. They interview him. And it's like, like I said, you're talking to like a 10 year old and he's yeah. like answering like a 10 year old would answer, you mm -hmm. know, he had no, remorse no kind of mm -hmm. you know that's what i did see like in recent interviews he does like regret doing what he did um and like i know in one of the interviews he was asked you know, like how did you go on living your life after you killed her and had her under your bed and he kind of claims that you know like he just kind of was in denial and right. just like thought like it didn't happen and just right. kind of pushed it out of his mind which i think Honestly, I believe that because as a 14-year-old, yeah. you like yeah. oh, yeah. I could see myself doing thing, something like that. Yeah. You just right. kind of push yeah. it out and deny yeah. it and yeah. live your life and don't think about yeah. it. Yeah. It'll go away. It'll go away. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. But, I can see that definitely. Yeah, I did um the one thing I found kind of <laughs> odd with this one, or maybe just sad, is um when I like Googled Maddie Clifton murder. The first thing that pops up is a Wikipedia page about Josh Phillips. And that's something that I, I don't know if maybe her parents have some kind of control over that, but it just seems that like everything's more about him yeah. than it is about her. And so I find that kind of sad because well, it's probably because it wasn't girl. groundbreaking right. you know, changed laws because of yeah. him. Right. Well, and also I think it's just kind of something to deal with like story-wise because like even so I had the same problem with the Casey Anthony Kaylee Anthony case where yeah. I was trying to find information about Kaylee Anthony but basically because you know she's a minor and her mom like her mom was basically the the story was the mom story yeah, yeah right mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I don't know and then I uh, so on that Wikipedia page, I hadn't looked at it until now, but on the, it does say that he is eligible for resentencing this year. So oh. it doesn't give a month, but it just says 2023. So that could be, he is 39 years old now. Um, 
So he'll be 40 in March, well, in about a year, you know, March 17th. Um, so that's kind of crazy because he served more than half of his life has been in prison already. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I do think that, like, there's just some crimes that, like, mm-hmm. I you can't not charge people with, like, mm-hmm. as an adult. Like, this, like, you, there's no way you cannot charge him as an adult for this right. kind of gruesome mm-hmm. of a murder right. but also at the same time like i agree that like life without parole for minors is kind of a really really harsh sentence and i think we've yeah. talked about this before and like i've said yeah. like it's just a very very harsh sentence for right. someone right. who like well, again we've just said it like he probably didn't he was in denial about what happened like he yeah. probably really didn't understand what he was doing at the time didn't understand the consequences of his actions right yeah you know, they went soft on him and let him, well, mm-hmm. that opens the door for every. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. It's setting a precedent and it's something right. that like, it's going to be hard to then I... go back and say like, well, he, we let him out. Why won't we let this person right. out? Or exactly. let yeah. him right. Right. You know? right. But it's I do impressive. feel like, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent accurate, but I do feel like the life sentencing now is 25 years. I think you're right. So, yeah, yeah that's where, like, you know, right. that could be something where, like, when he hits 25 years, maybe they would release him from prison. But at the same time, he's, like I said, he's been in there since he was 14, 15 years old, more than half of his life. How is he going to adjust to a normal everyday life right. after? You know, and no, that's something, too. Like, that's not really, um, <laughs> I don't know, it sounds harsh, but. Um, how does that's not he, our problem. How does not, yeah. Her mother have to adjust to the rest of her life not having yeah, her daughter. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that too. But it's just, you know, that's something too where you know, I just I don't know. But that's well and, and I think too, like a lot of other people they get like four they get the life sentencing times four because they killed four people. you know, so that's where I think it is twenty five years. I'm not again. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I feel like you're right about that. A life sentence is twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is something that changed not because of this, but after this happened. So that's another right. another thing too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know because even like if so he gets out of prison and we say like oh we don't really care how he adjusts, but at the same time like he doesn't have he probably has a GED at best, maybe a bachelor's of some kind. Oh, yeah. He probably but, you know, has then, a doctor's degree after being in prison. But, 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 but I mean, like, you know, who's going to hire somebody who right. has been in jail for so long for murder of a young child, you know? And so if he doesn't adjust well coming back into society, he's just going to get in, maybe get into a life of crime and then just spend the rest of right. in and out you know, in prison. I so like, I've, I've if we don't like, adjust them, you know, like maybe we're just, just kind of years ago. It. Maybe it was when they were, he was, I don't know, a few years ago and they interviewed him. And of course now he's an adult and he's mm-hmm. completely changed, but he seemed very normal, very, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he didn't really remember doing it and Right. Yeah. Can you remember? It really could have been a crime of passion in a sense, you know, where right, it just right. like, you know, he's 14 years moment. old, he hit her, and then he hit her with the bat, you know, and then like, oh, crap, like, what did I just do? And now she's crying even more. And now right. he's scared. You know, yeah, so he's trying to cover it out as an accident. And he's trying to shut her up and not mm-hmm. even right. understanding the consequences of what he's doing. Well, 
and but think the, about the back point then, is father was she's... probably abusive and that's the, the behavior he probably watched his father when his mother or he right. would cry was to punish them and so I mean, this probably um, was something he thought was normal stabbing is bad enough but i'm gonna slice her throat that's really bad yeah you know i mean that shows right. he kind of was has some thought behind it even right. the stabbing, you know, I just freaking out and I got a knife. I'm just going to, you know, start stabbing. But you think I'm going to cut her throat? That takes some thinking. Right. Well, right. I also wonder if it was, you know, he was trying, like, he, he knows everyone's looking for her. He knows that mm -hmm. he can't keep her under the bed forever. So I do mm -hmm. wonder if that kind of these, this very aggressive, you know, I think what yeah, I think you know, what, oh well I'm gonna make it look like somebody else did it, you know. Yeah, like me, oh well, I'm gonna be. slit her throat and stab yeah. her and they'll think that and she that got could murdered. be why she was like she and didn't have to hide him under his bed. bed. I mean Well I think what you know, like, I think what happened you know, waiting too. for the cops to walk right. away and then, you know, hide her in the bushes right. or something. Yeah. That's I, true. I think what happened is that he hit her under the right. I think he hit her in the bed after he beat her with the baseball bat. And was planning on like doing what you just said, but then she was still whimpering, you know, and under the bed, and he could hear it. So that's when he like slit her throat and stabbed her and stuff. Because then at that point, people knew she was missing. missing. She was being reported as missing, and so that was something too that I think he, like what you said, planned on moving her. But that's you know, like maybe that's why she was missing clothes from the, the bottom half. Is that he was trying to like okay how can I get that you know like dump her over here we know what like he's, if he's fourteen he probably knew that's gonna happen yeah so I'm like, right I think if I slat, slice her throat and stab her well then you know they're yeah. gonna think that somebody else you know somebody yeah. else did it even right. if or he, even like even taking off her pants like taking off her pants brain, and like, taking it to a different I'm, location I'm, I'm sure there was search dogs right you know right taking her pants putting them somewhere else so that they go yeah. somewhere else and yeah. she can hide her. That makes right. more sense, yeah. And that's, you know, I think he was you know, kind of in denial, but trying to also figure out how to get himself out of the situation he put himself into. Right. right. So. Right. Doesn't lessen anything. You know, no, but. No, no. no, I think the charges were correct, and I think that he should have gone to jail. Life without parole, I, I don't disagree with it, but I also don't know if I really do agree with it with minors. I do think that right. there's got to be some kind of maybe midway you know and that's the thing like it's it is such a kind of a gruesome murder but i also right. don't feel like he did it maliciously either um, that's where I don't like think so you know i do kind of i from what i could read i mean i do kind of believe he was just scared and didn't know what to do and then just kept digging a bigger hole a bigger hole and buried himself you know but, right right but that also just doesn't i don't know it doesn't bring her back doesn't no. give her justice. No. no. You know. No. So like, like dad said, like the, his parents or Maddie's parents have to go without a child for the rest of their right, life. Right. So if he if he was saying, you know, I ended I first I just hit her with the bat by accident. Then she started mm -hmm. crying. I couldn't get her to stop. And 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 he tells the story of like in the end, I just yeah. I was just coming up with anything to make it look like somebody else did it. Right. So I'm gonna, right. but he didn't. He that, just kind of yeah. kept quiet, and he just really wouldn't yeah. talk about it. I did um, just remember. I did read in one of the um, articles that I was reading about this 
that because um, Maddie had has or had an older sister, um, and I did read somewhere that apparently there was rumors that he was like had a crush on her older sister and was yeah. almost obsessive with the older sister. And um, so when he, you know, like it's a it's like alleged that because he saw her kind of did this to her in a fantasy of like being with her sister. I, I I'm not certain, but I think that was an angle they said. Yeah. And like the, the um, older sister kind of rejected them and made him feel. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. He asked her know, out, and she said no. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, he was 14, but he acted and looked 10. Yeah. So right. if this other girl right. is. 14 and looks 20, you know? Yeah. So, so he was rejected. Yeah. yeah I, I'm pretty sure that's an angle. Or yeah. Something that happened. And that's what, like I said, it's like, I saw that somewhere, but I didn't see it everywhere. And then the same with like, there was immediate, like a suspect of another neighbor that had kind of like similar charges, you know, but he was not, or like he, there was similar, he was, listed as a suspect but he was never charged for them or the charges were dropped kind of thing so um but i couldn't find anything more on that you know it's just like i said it was all more about josh phillips than yeah well it probably also with the other the other um suspect because he was found innocent i'm sure he and he had the record like i'm sure they were like oh gotta keep his you know or he probably got a lawyer to keep his name you know out of the story i but i also think with because josh this her body was found in josh's bed or like under his mattress and he admitted it within a week i think that was something like oh like all the other suspects just kind of disappeared where right, like right 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 like, he already admitted it we found him in his bed the like yeah. case closed kind of situation yeah, right right so where, you know, she, her body was found on the street, maybe, you know, they would have had him as a suspect. And he would have been somebody in prison for a murder he didn't commit. Like so many other people. Yeah. Right. He wouldn't have been the first. No. Doesn't it seem like a lot of gruesome That's things a... happen in Florida? Well, yeah. You know. There's a lot going on in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> this is in the Probably going to be a lot more of things happening, too. Yeah. They're kind of feel bad for Florida residents at the moment. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot Not of people that say that they will only go to Florida, fly directly into Orlando, and leave directly from Orlando. <laughs> well, they won't be doing that long because Orlando's going to be wiped out soon. Oh, we better not go on this topic. No. No. I spent all weekend telling my dad... Who lives half of his life in Florida? Yeah. Educating him. But anyways. Um, I do yeah. wonder if almost, so if like, you know, with the older sister, you know, obviously as adults who have seen, you know, the worst of the worst, we ha- we come up with this story of like, oh, she rejected him and he, mm-hmm. this was kind of revenge. But I also wonder if like almost innocently, like this was, he had a crush, mm-hmm. he was playing with her younger sister and then he does like kills her on mm-hmm. accident. And like, you know, he's like, I don't want, you know, I don't want my crush to find out that I killed her younger yeah. sister, right, right, you know, and right. that's why he hid it for so long, you know, and that's why he right. didn't tell anybody. Or maybe, like, oh, you know, he did have a crush and he, 
she said, oh, hey, can I play with you? And he's like, yeah, I'll play with you because your sister's going to come over. Right. See exactly. playing with you and then we'll head it off, you know, and then. Right. Just exactly. So. Because yeah, I feel I like know. the like the revenge thing, like, I mean, yeah. maybe I'm not saying it's not possible. Right. But I'm saying like, that's coming from, you know, a point of view that you think the worst of people. But right. Doesn't, it's not right. always the case. I mean, there is a girl from what that worked at walgreens that got murdered because she rejected somebody so well, that was also yeah. a grown man who did that so <laughs> no, it's not a 14 year old yeah i think with this case i do think it was a 14 year old that was like oh crap what do i do now and yeah. tried to resolve it on his own and just right you know, got worse and worse so i don't know well I can say as a father of four, when your kids are 10 and 14, they can do a lot of things you just cannot understand. <laughs> you can I have a four-year-old around he does things I don't doing. understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I just, I think I don't know about any of my kids killing anybody. If they yeah, did, I don't, I don't know about it. I don't know if killing anybody. I don't know about it. Either. It'd be a surprise to me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that I know of. <laughs> well, they didn't but, turn on me and try to kill me, anyhow. Right. That's exactly. all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Although I'm sure one of you in this square here. The odds are has thought about killing me. <laughs> oh, mom, that's so nice of you to say no. Notice, notice she said no after you two did. She was like, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. Uh, well, no. no, I have to because the other two said no. <laughs> no. I could hang you by your toes, but. <laughs> no, okay, there you go. Not I have, and I can say this to you because you've heard me say it enough times, and I'm not serious, but if I would have killed you when I met you, I'd be out of jail by now. <laughs> no, you would not have. No, you would not. <laughs> no, not you if you're not. You would have been life in prison forever. Yeah. 25 years. Nope, that wasn't. Well, if you would have killed her when you met her, that was before that law went into place. Yeah, that would have been long before that law. So you would have been you would have been grandfathered into the original life in prison, just like Josh Phillips hanging me out in the town square. Yep, yep. Coal and feather you. Tar and feather. I like coal and feather. That'd be me. I'd be standing there like, it's supposed to be tar, not coal. <laughs> They're just throwing chunks of coal. Ouch. Are they hot coals or right, right? coals? <laughs> That's not working here. <laughs> Those feathers aren't sticking. <laughs> well, if it's hot coals, it's burning your skin. They might stick. You know. Mm. You never know. Yeah. Another one I've always told your mother was, your cooking has saved your life. 
And what have you done for her that has saved your life? Nothing. <laughs> what do you provide for her? I'm ready to go at any moment. <laughs> I'm living on the edge. If uh, my cooking yeah. mattered, that would have been dead. We know. <laughs> we know your mother could survive without me. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's a good one. I have yeah. definitely heard of that one before. I didn't think of ever doing that one, but I feel like every once in a while we do a update. Story. Kind of I do. I do oh, recall, yeah. you know, that going on, and it's just such a sad thing. Did I miss something? Who? You guys are all talking about remembering something going on. The Maddie. The your, case. Your, your case. Yeah, I must have missed the beginning of it. It must have cut I out. Said because... this is a good, I said this was okay. a good story that yeah. you picked. Nope. I don't. Definitely missed that. <laughs> it yeah. was like quiet. And then all of a sudden you guys are like, yeah, right. Oh, I, I remember the day. <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember we tarred and feathered someone, right? That's what we were talking about right before. You and feathered me. <laughs> no, this is a good story. I've, I've heard him. about it before. And, and you know. What was her name? Maddie or Maddie? Maddie Clifton. Clifton. I, I, I do remember. And this is, yeah, I, I think it's. I thought it was such a good a, story, but it was like something I don't really remember. I mean, I kind of vaguely remember it because I would have been 11, 12 years old, you know, like, but it's like it, it wasn't something. You had been older than that because I would have been six. Yeah. So 11, no, 12, maybe 13. Yeah, I guess I would have been about 13. Yeah. Nah, I can't do math. Six and, six and eight is 14. <laughs> yeah, Jeff and Josh does not look like a little 10-year-old so You boy literally now. would have been his age, Jess. Like, you were the exact yeah. age. Yeah. Well, he's like Jordan's age, yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah, just a little bit younger than him, yeah. It's such a hard story to not play devil's advocate for. Like, there's right. just no exactly. right yeah. answer. There's no right. good Everybody's outcome. Everybody's in that. Right. It's like you exactly. almost, right. It's like you almost feel bad for him. You obviously feel bad for her and her parents, right. you know, and, uh, you know, it's a when you see so many instances now where we feel justice isn't served because, mm -hmm. you know, the person who got like who murdered somebody or assaulted someone got away with it. Right. And then this case where he he, you know, sentenced, but it doesn't feel like justice. You know, it doesn't right. feel like exactly. the right thing yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I thought it was a good story. Yeah, it's, I don't know. An it's a little, story. like I said, it's a little gruesome, kind of yeah. a little bit more detailed than some of the stuff that we put out there. But, but it's good to talk about it. To put it out there. Can't always yeah. be rainbows and sunshine, and possessed dolls. Butterflies <laughs> and possessed dolls. We were talking <laughs> about your possessed. I said you got to watch Cassie's broadcast. It's coming out tomorrow. Not, not broadcast. You know what? Somebody last week told me, oh, I got a perfect story for you. 
and they, it was about this doll. Robert. I'm like, in Florida? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, keep watching. It's coming up. Thursday, July we got, 6th. We had two weeks of Florida stories. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about yeah. that. I guess well, I didn't think about that either. Maybe he saw Robert the doll before yeah. the fact. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Where, yeah, where is, oh, Robert's in the, Robert's in the heat, right? Where yeah, he he's in Key West. Yeah, yeah. This is in Jacksonville, so a little bit of distance. A little bit of a distance. And actually, now that I think about it, Robert was moved in 1998. So oh, he, he wasn't when it happened. I know, but it, like, it probably wasn't like a big tourist attraction. Well, I guess they did say he was a tourist attraction almost immediately, so. Yeah. Family could have been like, I heard of some maybe. cursed doll that just showed up at this museum. Yeah, or Let's maybe when they door. were moving it down to the Keys, you know, they were stopped at the gas station or something. Dave <laughs> Robert the jet beat out of them this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Reed beat the hell out of them. Oh, no. Yeah. I wasn't happy about it, neither. Hmm. What? Oh, Dave. Dave. Like, oh, what? Scary. Yeah. Like that is it's not a nice. thing that scares people, so it probably scares children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it did scare my dad several times this weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, scared us too. We did scared. <laughs> Hmm. All right, happy guys. scream or <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. So if you like this story, leave a comment. If you want if you want to hear more, give us a uh send us an email. I'm gonna say give us a call, but we're not gonna give us <laughs> we're not gonna give out our phone numbers. Let me put the phone number scrolling across the bottom. Call eight hundred. <laughs> Make sure to like, um, like our YouTube videos, like our podcast, subscribe. You can find follow us on YouTube. You yeah, follow us wherever you listen, or if you want to watch us, find us on YouTube. Family School of Thought. Send us your thoughts at the Family School of Thought at gmail.com. The, the email address is right there at the bottom of the screen. Scrolling the whole time. Scrolling the whole time. Yes. Join our family. Listen to us. <laughs> While you're in your bed. Don't you want to be a part shower. of <laughs> When you're in the shower, Don't what's you that email address? <laughs> right Don't you want to have discussions wall. all the time? Yes, while you're working, don't you want to listen to this stuff? <laughs> so Most people listen in their car. Yes, oh, I yeah, I've said that before. Yeah, oh, I listen really to podcasts. Yeah, I listen to podcasts in my car mostly, or like when I'm doing chores around the house. I listen while I'm working. You know, hey, if you're you're planning a murder, maybe you want to listen to us while you're murdering. You know, I, I, know. I know somebody that got backed up at work. And um, they were kind of like somebody said something to them. They're like, I'm trying to keep up with my podcast. 
I can't listen to you right now. I've got to go. Well, in Michigan now, if you're listening to us, make sure that it is hands-free. Don't touch your phone because we're not responsible for your $100 ticket. Yeah, it's um, five hundred, isn't it? It's it's a hundred for the first offense, and then I think if you hit three offenses, it's like five hundred. Wow. And community <laughs> service. I was gonna say you should probably evaluate some values when <laughs> reevaluate uh, when you get three tickets within probably a yeah. span of. And when I'm working, picking up trash alongside the road, you know why that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you were listening to keep the family your, school of thought. I was trying to keep up with the family school of thought. Okay, guys, anything you want to add to the story tonight? Not all the other topics we talked about, just the story that we're talking about. That was a good story, Jess. That was thank yeah. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Kiss, you have your work cut out for you this week. You'll be editing good. But you do such a fantastic job. But anyways, all right, guys, we're going to uh, let you go. Thanks for stopping in and, and talk, listening to us. Um, be sure to hit that like button and share this with your friends. And we need we need to build our, uh, our base here. Okay? Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next Thanks. week. Bye.